Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the Football Drop Podcast. We're back again. Second episode, season four. Guess who's back? Back, back, back again. How you doing? FTP's back. Tell, Tell a friend. friend. Tell all your friends. Tell your dentist. Tell your friends. Tell your orthodontist. Yeah, What's the difference? Uh, orthodontist does like braces and stuff. Dentist is the whole mouth. Oh, wow. You're like an expert on this. Yeah. I'd like to say I wanted to be a dentist, but I didn't. I went for a stage of wanting to be a dentist. Did you? What a weird... Sad childhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm very accurate. <laughs> Sorry, I don't think anyone grows up going, I want to be a dentist. <laughs> that's that's not what happened. But she thought it was really funny was you said what a really sad childhood and then just remained straight faced. Like there was no, <laughs> there, was no there was any sign of laughing, joking. <laughs> it was just what a strange childhood. Fucking disgust. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. I apologise. I apologise. How's it going, bro? How's yeah. it going with you, mate? You alright? I'm good. I've I've just come back from football, actually, uh, where you should have been tonight, but you decided to stay in and yeah. just be yawning like you are now. So that's good. It's uh, late. It's, clearly, it's, I say, late it's twenty to ten. Oh my God, <laughs> mate. I'm thirty-four now. I just I can't do this shit anymore. 44 but yeah sure sure yeah no I'm, yes. I'm good I'm tired it's my first time back in like three four weeks so it's been um, it's been interesting did um, you concede any uh, yeah quite a few quite a few there's a few two on ones against me and I literally just at one point I just laid down in front of Jamal and he tried to lob me and I still caught it and he just looked at me and went for god's sake man <laughs> I was like sorry Jamal <laughs> like, genuinely I just don't care anymore and I had a bit of a scare. Yeah, I, I can't do his accent, and I, I realised it was actually out of order. But I yeah, saved a nice. shot, and it bent my fingers back. And I don't know if you can see, 
but the the little finger that I broke last time is slightly changing colour, so I'm a little <laughs> bit concerned. Good. So when you say you broke last time, you could still be broken. And yeah, I th- broken. yeah, I think it it could have. Yeah, I don't think it quite healed. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's quite sore. Will I won't lie to you. But, okay. But that's yeah, that's how my evening's been. How's yours been? Yeah, not too bad. Spoke to you. Um, we've got a good guest coming up that we've recorded. Um, we, have. we have. And I will I will openly say that we have got a guest coming up because last time I spoke about best guest coming up and then I had a go at you for mentioning we had a guest coming up. So I apologise for that, by the way. This is growth. I apologise. Uh, well, Joe, well done. <laughs> I was wondering whether you would say this or not. That is growth. Congratulations. <laughs> Well done, my friends. <laughs> what was really funny was when you said it to me, I was like, no. And then when I listened back, it was literally like I'd said it about four or five times. You said it once. And then I had it on you. <laughs> that was the sort of parent in you. <laughs> like, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> you yeah. in full dad mode on this podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, Thank but all good, mate. <sighs> All good here, just a bit yeah. tired. I was going to say, boring the listeners. I don't, know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Guys, believe it or not, we do enjoy doing this podcast. Like, it, it does give us a buzz. Um, we was really excited for season four. Last week I fucked up with a sound. This week Will's fucked up by just trying to stay awake. Just just, so, just getting towards 10 o'clock, mate. My, my body's going, why aren't you asleep? Yeah. Why aren't you winding down? Why are you still buzzing your knocks off? Well, I'll tell you what, let's get let's get completely stuck in with this because there's quite a lot to go through and obviously wow, wow. we've got quite a quite a big section with uh, with the special guest of the day. So okay. let's, let's get started with the news because it has been a mental day. So first we things first... We can't get too bogged down in it. We can't get too bogged down. First things first, Neymar has gone to Al Hilal. 80-something million? Yeah, 100 million euros, like... Is it too soon? Fair play. Is that too soon in his career? Nah. He's only 31. Nah. He is only 31, but he's had a fair few injuries now, hasn't he? Uh, I think he was at a favourite PSG. I don't know where else he would go and earn that sort of money. I think, I think sadly, like honestly, I, and I mean this really sadly, it's the right place for him to go and wind down now. I think he's... That's terrible. I, I, I don't know if he would have made it. So Chelsea were heavily linked with him. I actually don't know if he'd have made it in the Premier League. Yeah, I think I agree. Could... I do think I agree with the Premier League thing. I don't think he's. I don't think he's Middle Eastern, Saudi Arabia, yeah. ready yet. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if it. You know, Serie A might have been a good option opportunity for him to. But it's troubling. You just don't want. You don't want to become, dare I say, it, a Balotelli, where you're like on top of the world, mm. like the world's most expensive player. Not Balotelli, not Balotelli ever was, but like the world's most expensive player. And then you're like, just playing really shit football in France or something. Which is what he's done for five years. <laughs> 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 so um, awkward moment, but yeah. <laughs> But I, I think he's too soon, personally. Uh, I think it's too soon. I think he he should have gone for yeah a different move that would have challenged him. Maybe Germany, maybe Italy or something. Give himself a, a proper challenge, see what happens. 
Um, but that was a bit. See what the. Um... Hmm? Sorry, what are you saying? <laughs> I was going to say it would be really interesting <laughs> to hear what our, what, our, what our listeners think on that, whether it is too soon or not. I don't know. It could be. Well, hopefully um, they're not just... listening too late, like you do, so they'll get tired and start yawning. So hopefully they've um, they've not been sent to sleep by your yawning yet. <laughs> 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 all right crack on imagine yeah, if three was actually together recording this and not on team god you'd be more awake you'd be plotting for it <laughs> um, but mate stop yawning god you are ruining this pod man right so let's joking. move in on so chelsea have been on. literally ruining liverpool today so caicedo yeah. there's a big Big transfer fight for Caicedo. It started in January, obviously, with Arsenal. We, I think we bid 70 million or 80 million, I think, for him in the end. Brighton yeah. said, no, we're not selling him. Signed a new contract. I think we were, um, I think we were linked in the in the summer, but obviously we went for Rice, and I think that, that sort of called off in the end. Chelsea were then in for him. Liverpool then swept in for him. Looked like he was potentially going to Liverpool. Then he got second, <laughs> sort of, Second thoughts about it all. Decided, nope, I had an agreement with Chelsea. I want to go to Chelsea. Chelsea then put a bid in. He is now, as far as I'm aware, the medical is done as of recorded now. Obviously, it's Monday mm-hmm. night. So I think he's going to be announced as, as a Chelsea player. So that screws Liverpool over. But then the second one comes in with Romeo Lavia. Romeo Lavia. Yeah. Yeah. Looked like he was all set for Liverpool and he's going to go to join Chelsea. Klopp must be living. Shithousery at the highest level. Shithousery at the highest level. So the, the two Chelsea recruitment boffins couldn't get the deals done. So Bowley and uh, what's the other guy's name? Egg Daddy? Egg, Egg Lads? I don't know. Bag Lady? I can't remember his name. I do apologise. I, I literally don't know why you're looking at me and asking. Uh, nor do I. I mean, you, you probably just be like, uh, Dave. I think his name's Dave. Todd and yeah. Dave. Um, I think it was Egg Haddy. God knows. But basically, though, the two of them have decided, no, we're doing the negotiations. So they've literally gone to Brighton and said, what do you want? We'll pay it. And they've gone to Southampton, what do you want? I'll pay it. That's a lot of money, isn't it? Mental money. With what? With Casado, uh, Enzo and Lavia, what's that, like £300 million in midfielders? Yeah, give or take. Was it 270 Yeah, something like that. That's mental. Yeah, that? I mean, you could round up if you wanted. Yeah, I think that's how, how accounting works. You just round it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but obviously, everyone's going to kick off about Chelsea with FFP. They've sold like 20 odd players this this window. They've made yeah. like 200 odd million in sales alone. Yeah. <clears throat> and they've, they've, some of those deals are done over eight years, some of those deals are done over five years. So it's all. Yeah. It's all going to be above board. <laughs> which is mad it's mental he spent 800 million pound in 18 months yeah but 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 Pochettino now needs to go and do something that he's not really done before and win things win things yeah yeah pressure's on but it's not um, it's not really a club where they're used to losing well not since the Abramovich era no no no, I mean that's that's all Chelsea's been around for, isn't it? It's about twenty, twenty five years max. <laughs> so <laughs> Do you know, thinking back, I know we've re- obviously recorded the guest part earlier today. 
We are slating a lot of teams today in this episode. <laughs> yeah, this is the slating episode. We have gone, we have gone full in on everyone here. Um, so yeah, apologies <laughs> on that. Um, so yeah, Chelsea are, are making ways today. I think it's, I think they're really good signings, and I think that does yeah. bring Chelsea up, competing again for top four, definitely it's if they gel that, together. That, that. So shocking, shocking stuff. We've also had Harry Kane finally make his decision and he has oh my God, yes. Tottenham Hotspurs and he has joined Bayern Munich. He did what he does best. <laughs> way to be he, to do I can see he, the sparkle in your eye. You've finally woken up. <laughs> yeah, I know you're on in now. He decided to go to Bayern Munich and it was quite strange how he was named on the bench for the, for the game when he signed that day. I, I, kept, I kept thinking how strange that was, actually. The more I thought about it, the more I thought, that's a really strange decision. Like, not to, to even play him, let alone just like put him on the bench. I thought it was weird, so weird. He doesn't know any of the players, really. No. Um, so anyway, he spursy did, didn't he? Uh, mm-hmm. Bayern lost 3-0 to Leipzig in the Super <laughs> Cup. Do you know what? Uh, I, I can defend him now because he doesn't play for Spurs. He couldn't do a single thing about that result. However, no. it is still absolutely hilarious that that has happened. <laughs> His first actual opportunity really to win it within 12 hours of signing for the club. And he, yeah, he's balls it up. Like he balls it up. To be honest, either way, whatever happened, if he'd have won it or lost it, we'd have still taken the piss out of Spurs. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. If there's an opportunity, we do go for it. Um, it's weird, we've only had two Spurs fans on this podcast since we started. It's really odd. Yeah. I thought really we'd have more. Um, but in terms of Spurs, I think they're up. They're, they're in a bit of trouble here. I know Ange, he, he's a good manager. I think he can do a lot with he can do a lot with not a lot, if that makes sense. Um, but I do worry for Tottenham now. Where, where do their goals come from? They've got Son, they've got Rich Atkinson. But what actually really is going to happen? Well, what I also think is a bit strange is they've made some captain. Would you say he's a leader? Yeah. Nah, well, I don't really know him that well, to be honest. Um, Do I don't not? tend to get in there with no. Me and the Tottenham players don't. We don't tend to mix too often, so I couldn't. I couldn't tell you, but <laughs> surely is he? Is he? Ca- is he captain of the Korean team? Uh, I don't know. I don't know him sure, that well he- to know. There was a little part of me then that panicked that he's not Korean. <laughs> well, you have to probably specify what, what part of Korea as well. Well, okay, yeah, the South. The, the, the South. I don't yeah. know why it was so hard to say because I said it correctly and then still caught that. <laughs> anyway, should we move on? This is such a good episode. Loving it. <laughs> loving it, loving it. Um, what else has been happening in the news this week? Lopetegui's left, but I think that had already happened, if I remember rightly. He's yeah, we walls. spoke about that last week, didn't we? Yeah, Gary O'Neill's taken over. Um, and they are playing as we speak, actually, still. What's the score? 0-0 uh, last time I checked, but obviously I'm uh, I'm recording this podcast now, so I haven't been able to check. All right, cool, well done. So, Should yeah. we move on to the weekend's games? Yes, the weekend's games. Hi guys, make sure you're following us on Instagram, 
Facebook and Twitter so you don't miss a thing. How could you? Instagram is at Football Drop Podcast. Twitter is at Football Drop Pod. Thanks, Will, for that. Or just search us on Facebook, Football Drop Podcast. Shall we start with the actual first game that was played? Burnley versus Manchester City. What a cracking idea, Benjamin. Solid 3-0 win for City. Pretty routine. But Burnley yeah. did give a good account of themselves, to be fair. I did think they played well. Uh, Varane scored for Man United. But yeah, you, yeah, exactly oh, right. Really? Um, oh. Yeah. And Casido has, has actually got the shirt in his hand now, pictures. So... Oh, yeah. um, breaking news. <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, I think Haaland scored with his first touch. Yeah, what was it, like three minutes, 130-odd seconds or something? Yeah. Uh, just, just classic Haaland, here we go. Just give him the golden boot now. Give him the golden yeah, boot. Exactly, City looked yeah. good, though, which is annoying. Uh, I mean, we yeah, knew they were going to look good anyway, didn't we, let's be honest. Yeah, nobody they're, ever they're, doubted that for a second, did they? No, and the season is going to be competitive this season. It's, it's just, I still don't know if anyone is at Man City's level yet. No, I don't think they are, but I think you only need to be at the level, you need everyone to be at the level sort of once or twice. True, true. And then they drop a few points and, and you keep going. I mean, I wouldn't say that Arsenal are at their level, but we gave them a run for most of our season. Yeah. Player for player. Yeah. I don't think we matched many, price. did we? So, um, yeah, interesting. But, yeah, moving on to, to Arsenal. Uh, 2-1 win against Forest. Kind of looked routine in the first half. Second half, bit squeaky bum time. Like, lightning counter-attack from Forest, which was really frustrating. You could see it happening a mile away. Um, yeah. But as soon as Abonee came on, I was like, oh, here we go, he's going to score. You just know he does. Yeah. Always seems. I don't know why he didn't start. It's really weird. No, he, he's he's top quality though, isn't he? Um, but yeah, I did think that was weird. I wonder if they had like some sort of problem or something at the start. I don't know, but yeah, I did think that was a bit weird. But yeah, so we're we're up and running. That's always nice to see. I can't complain too much. Um, Sheffield United starts as they they probably will throughout the season with a, a loss against Palace at home. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange one, isn't it? Sheffield, they're, I just, I, I, they've done no business. They probably will do no business, which means they're probably going to go straight back down again. Really it's odd. So strange. Yeah, really just, odd. Yeah. You surely bring in a couple of people that have got a bit of experience, yeah, a couple of exactly, exciting yeah. players, just to add a bit of energy maybe into the team. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. just <clears throat> I do worry yeah, about them. No, but, a bit like Luton, there was plenty of players that could have been picked up, you know, like, um, uh, oh, who did Chelsea, Ross Barkley, uh, Luton picked up, you know, just to add yeah, in. Yeah, what did you make of that? I thought that was really random. No, I didn't see we, any rumours or anything like that, just, oh, we signed for Luton, I was like, what? When did... We spoke about this last week, mate, but yeah, I... Yeah, it was just weird I, though, wasn't it? I thought I, it was just really I, strange. Yeah, I thought it was good, good bit of business, but yeah, it's just a bit of Premier League experience. That's that's somebody who Sheffield United need, even if they don't really play a lot, but they can come on, but they can lead in the changing room. Might be all they need. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, Bournemouth, West Ham, one all draw. What did you make of that one? Did you catch much of the highlights or anything? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Bowen's got a great goal. Um, I think... Oh, did you look at me in a weird way? Or was that just... No? You good? No, we good. You. Okay, cool. Um, and then Solanke, again, nice goal at the end there. Uh, with an equaliser, I, I think I think Bournemouth will, will try everything to keep hold of him, and if they do, they'll do all right. Yeah, he's quite integral to when they play, isn't he, as well? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the next game then, mate? What we got up? What's up next? Should we go Brighton Luton? Yeah, can do. Just give you a second to get the yawn out, and then we can continue. Yeah. So, solid 4 1 win for Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, annoyingly, Brighton, Brighton looked really sharp, really clinical. I know it's against Luton, it's their first game in the Prem. You know, there's going to be excitement, a bit of nerves. Uh, obviously, away from home is difficult. Brighton's a difficult place to go. I think it was, <clears throat> excuse me, a result that everyone expected, you know, to, to go Brighton's way. Um, but it's a bit of a baptism of fire for, for Luton. Some may say. Some may say. Uh, Everton Fulham, nice cheeky yeah. one nil win for Fulham there. Yeah, they're, they're unlucky Everton. Um, they they just can't score goals. That that's their problem. Um, I don't and I don't really know where their goals come from. Do you? Uh, well, they didn't come from anywhere at the weekend, mate. They didn't score. Oh yeah, no, cool, great, great bit of analysis yeah. there. Going forward, um, yeah, I, I really don't know. No one can really chip in with goals there. You know, Iwobi's not exactly known for for his goal scoring prowess. Calvert Lewin can't stay fit for ten games in a row. Yeah, well, yeah, I, a I good honestly, player, but he's not gonna, he's not a goal scoring player. He'll chip well, in they've with just, you. They've bought in that. Um, uh, I've forgotten the name now, but they've bought in that youngster striker. Jack is it? No, not Jackson. I can't think of his name. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, I just... I can't... Oh, mate. Um, they they just signed you... Jack Harrison as well, weren't they, on loan from Leeds? Uh, yes, they had. That went through today, didn't it? Yeah, so they, he, he can chip in with a couple of goals. But again, it's not not that goal-scoring machine that they need. It's going to get them, you know, for sort of a club at their level, 10, 15 goals a season, isn't it? No. Um, I fear for them. I fear for them. And what did you think of the disallowed goal for them? I Is didn't it, see it. it. No, I didn't see that one. Oh, that. okay. So, Bern Leno basically dropped the ball on, I think it was Tarkovsky? Tarkovsky? How'd you say it? Tarkovsky? Tarkovsky. That's how Sean Dyche said it, yeah. Tarks. Call him Tarks. Tarks. Uh, and yeah, he dropped it on his head, and then he then kind of lost the ball because he dropped it, uh, and they put it in the back of the net, and then uh, it was just loud. Oh, but if he if he dropped it, it's fair game. But yeah, exactly. It was a bit weird. I don't don't really understand it. Um, but there you go. That's, that's really strange. That's proper strange. Um, Newcastle battered Villa 5-1 mate that was what a, a game that was filthy performance yeah. Newcastle just looked unplayable um, I mean defensively Villa weren't very good and, and Tyro Mings is out isn't he? 
Yeah, that looks a bad injury. Yeah. Really bad injury. But yeah, Newcastle um, definitely made the most of that though. I mean, Tonali with that finish was like like a Shearer sort of finish. Just in the box. He just came from nowhere and just all of a sudden, yeah, get a, get a leg to it, bang, it's in. Yeah. Isak is just what a buy. What a buy getting Isak. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just, yeah. He can finish anywhere. Left foot, right foot, head, whatever you need him to do, he can go and do. And yeah. then Callum Wilson still chipped in with a goal as well. Having two strikers that will score is just yeah, no no other team really have that apart from City, really. Mm-hmm. Harland Alvarez will always score, won't he? Yeah. Um and I also I don't know if you've uh, if you've heard that they pronounced Gumares slightly differently. Oh god, how do they say it then? Gumares. Uh it was like Gumares or something like that. It was Chimiti uh from um Sporting Lisbon. Everton have just signed. I've never even heard of them. Yeah, I knew I knew there was someone the striker, but I just couldn't think of the name. That was who it was. Oh, well done. Cheers for cheers uh, for the knowledge. We had a couple of couple of games yesterday as well, didn't we? We did Brentford two, Tottenham two. Ooh, Tottenham looked a little bit leaky. Yeah, they did. They went ahead first, but um, but but then yeah, went ahead, went fell behind, behind. Uh, and then it managed to get the equaliser. Um, yeah, it, it'll take a game. while to get used to different tactics. Obviously, Ange Postecoglou wants to play attacking football, which they've not been able to do for what two and a half years now. So it's going to be a big wow, mentality man. shift. They've just lost Harry Kane like two days before their first game yeah. of the season. So that must be a bit hard to deal with. I thought Brentford actually looked quite solid. I know we said last week we're a little bit concerned potentially for Brentford. Yeah, they hadn't made many sort of big, well, not big signings, but many signings generally. But good game, good entertaining game. And then good the, the game. other game yesterday was a big one: uh, Chelsea Liverpool. Which I was kind yeah, of hoping after the whole transfer debacles, I was really hoping they'd wheel Moises Caicedo out at half time and announce him. <laughs> oh, I'd be like up to a shit house. <laughs> It's about half-time entertainment. What's happened? Oh, Moises Caicedo! <laughs> <laughs> See all the Liverpool fans just going absolutely bonkers at them. But it unfortunately didn't happen. Uh, but didn't really happen. entertaining one-all draw. Really yeah, entertaining good game. game. Probably a fair result for, for both teams. So, yeah, they'll be, they'll be pleased with that. Um and then we've just had Man United, so we haven't seen it, so we can't do anything on it. Not that we've really done much on it, anything, but we've just had Man United beat Wolves 1-0. We have full-time result is there. Full-time result. Um, so Predictions Cup is back. Uh, I think you've got the update yep. now as well, I believe. I do. It's 10 to you, 12 to me. Oof, so we're going to do it need. with... Now, I'll put this proposal forward to you. Right now, oh, would you like go. to do it the way that we did it last season? Yes. Or yeah, would we'll you start like, like that. the way? Okay. Yeah, no. We'll would start you like? like to... Would you like me to also keep a running tally of how we would have done it in the olden days, where we get one point for an exact result and see who wins both at the end of the season? If you'd like to, 
if you, if you're if you're able to keep a tally of it um, accurately, then yeah, abs- then absolutely. As long as you don't you know diddle me out of points like you did last season and make up some scores, give yourself oh. I've randomly got another 14 points. I'm like, oh, what a shame. What a surprise. Will won by 14 points last season. Oh, my God, it's mental. Yeah, okay, that did happen, but it was genuine. Well, you I mean, you say it's genuine. We've got no facts or evidence to back that up. I just have to take your word for it. And well, we always we trust your word. Like when you then. did the Euro yeah. Roundup and, you know, said the wrong teams played and wrong scores happened. I know Ali called you out a lot last season on that. But so, I trust you. It's okay. With the Euro Roundup, that will be back. Uh, next week we'll do that, um, just to give everybody a bit of a, an extra week to sort of figure out where they are with the Premier League and stuff. Plus the fact we are going to be running out of time. We are running uh, out of time. <laughs> um, but we have got a good guest coming up now, haven't we? We have. Honestly, I've <clears throat> I've been excited to try and get him on um, for probably a couple of months now. And I, yeah. as they say, you, if you shoot your shot, you see what happens. Hey guys, here at the Football Drop Podcast, we'd love to hear all your comments, feedback and funny stories. If you'd like us to share them on the pod, please email us at footballdroppodcast at hotmail.com. Thank you. Got a, I think you can probably say world famous guest at this point. He's got, <laughs> is it six hundred thousand social media followers oh, or six fifty k, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So, Dev, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. Yeah, all good. God wasn't expecting that opener. <laughs> <laughs> I love how red you've gone now as well. <laughs> we have to have a slight stitch up on this podcast. We yeah, and I, I do each that. other at some stage once a week. <laughs> So yeah, no, thank you for coming on. Um, really excited for this one. Uh, properly excited. Um, so for the listeners, um, tell us a bit about yourself, a bit about your background and, and what you've been up to. Yeah, so thanks for having me on as well. So my name's Dev, uh, 650,000 followers online, as you say. As you say. <laughs> Brag. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, no, I guess like... I always find it difficult to describe myself, even even though I work in like recruitment, sort of like as my general career choice. Like I ask people the same question and I can't answer it myself. But like I guess uh, self-confessed sort of football nerd, content creator slash like writer slash like hobbyist, all that kind of stuff. So kind of just day by day trying to live out the life as it that I wanted as a kid is basically what I'm <laughs> what I'm doing now. So yeah, that is that's essentially me in a nutshell. Nice. How did the? I mean, uh, myself and Will will always say that we're obsessed with football. You do take it to a whole different level. So, what I want to know first and foremost is how did that that love affair start for you? Um, I don't really know. I think when it comes to football or like sport in general, you can always sort of pinpoint like a part where it sort of became like second nature. And I just remember. I think as a kid, you need to have your heroes. Like that's probably where you get enticed to everything, whether that's film, sport, or whatever it might be. So for me, I remember actually a funny story. I think when I was younger, like favorite colors red, and I remember at the time about two thousand and two, three. I actually really liked Liverpool. <laughs> it's a story that my dad reminds me of because I remember they had like the Reebok kit, the Carlsberg sponsor. They had a few of my favorite players. Like I loved Emil Heskey for some reason. I loved Berger. I liked Fowler. I liked 
like all them like old school players and then um then my dad i remember saying to dad like oh i think i like liverpool and he's like no you don't <laughs> and he took me to uh to watch like a, he made me watch like every united game that came on my dad is a g like we had like ITV obviously but Sky Sports and he even bought like Satanta when that was a thing and ESPN in the UK like we watched every game together and then I wow. slowly just got obsessed with Ruud van Nistelrooy and that's still to this day my <laughs> my favourite player of all time and then my my dad took me to the first game to watch United and we um, got an away ticket to watch West Brom be United in the League Cup I think it must have been like 2003, 4 and then um we lost that game 2-0. We had to sit with the, the Albion fans. And I remember crying and telling my dad to take me home at halftime. And then I didn't <laughs> want to watch it again. And it's weird as things just stick out in your mind. But I remember we got home and I said to him, like, oh, I'm never, I hate football, never watching it again. And he said, um, don't worry, one day I'll take you to watch Ruud van Nistelrooy. That was his one kind of promise to me. And then February of the same season, he took me to United to watch Man United Fulham and we beat them 4-2 when Van Nistelrooy scored twice and we were in the Stratford end. And since that day, it was just wow. like, kind of, it's like a drug. You're trying to constantly get to that <laughs> that sort of stage. Yeah. But um, And that's where it kind of came from. And then over time, like as a kid, you love collecting things. You love like just watching the heroes and being quite simple with it. And then as soon as you gets more sophisticated as you grow up then you start looking at it from a different lens and then you find different areas of interest so i'm a bit of a sad over nerd and then i just kept <laughs> developing my own areas of interest but it all started because of that um that trip to old trafford yeah so yeah can't forget that amazing i love the fact you can pinpoint that exact moment yeah. where it just turned like i genuinely I couldn't yeah. if you asked me that i couldn't tell you i, genuinely, yeah. I couldn't Most tell you when it was yeah, most fans can't. I If I didn't have that one thing, I'd still love football. I'd probably still be the exact same, but I do have that one hero, that one person, and it was rude. And that, yeah, that one memory will always always stand out to me. Oh, that's amazing. It's, what was it about Van Nistelrooy? Oh, as a kid, like, there were two players, actually. There were, no, three. There were three players. One didn't actually play for United. Um, I did actually really like Thierry Henry, honourable mention. But, like, naturally, I loved, naturally. I really loved, I loved Thierry awesome. Henry. And um, uh, Ronaldinho is obvious. But, like, there were three players. For some reason, I was just obsessed. So, Van Nistelrooy was one just because scored all the goals. He, he was, what was it, 150 goals, 210 games for United. And you can't. That's one of the best strike records ever of yeah, a Man United player. Yeah, he was so clinical, wasn't he? He was the best. Yeah. Like, I, I can't... There's a word that I use, like, in my book. There's a word that I use to describe him, Shevchenko, Henri, and players of that ilk. Like, they were just inevitable strikers. You expected them to score at, at yeah. some point. And you can't use that for a lot of players. Like, even the greats, you can't say that about, like, the Drogba's or, like, certain players. But definitely mm. with him you could and uh, yeah he just scored all the times so that was easy but um i used to love diego forlan as well <laughs> for like no reason <laughs> he, like i don't know what it like as a kid again like ponytail headband he just looked cool like name diego it just it was just exotic <laughs> and like, like, i just loved him for some reason and this was at a time like i grew up during the transitional period of united of the two that early 2000s where like veron belly on Jemba Jemba, like all these idiots were playing for United oh, and four laps. Eric Jemba Jemba, that's yeah. a throwback name. My God, honestly. But um, yeah, I loved Forlan, and then he scored two at Anfield, and I remember just everyone loved him after that. And um, Adriano was the other one of Inter Milan. Absolutely loved him. Oh, okay. So those three kind of players, probably Pezzo six, is the reason I like Adriano <laughs> so much. But like, yeah, those three. But Vanistro was just like 
it's just just everything he, he was big he had the, the name was cool he had long hair he was different he was clinical he didn't care like if anyone else didn't score as long as he did he, he's the kind of striker. he's like a Harlan. he was like an original harlan best striker like he doesn't care what else he does in the game as long as he scores like van mm. Nistelrooy was yeah for me the best striker that united have ever had in the, in their lifetime for me wow old I can't think of anyone that's better, honestly. Honestly, after <laughs> this Nardia goes out, everyone is going to be commenting, like, how can you forget about this player? How can you forget about that player? But, oh, no, no, no. I've, I've looked, I, I can, okay, yeah, you can look back, Dennis Law, you've got Dennis Violet, you've got Stapleton, you've got Hughes, Cole, York. I get that, but the strike record of Rude in the era he did it, yeah, yeah. no one comes clear for Rude, yeah, too good. No, I, I, I completely but, agree. I just think of Martin Keown. When he missed that pen, that's the... I knew you. Like, two, I, I can't ever get through like two. Hours. It's a big grin of like, shut up. Little, uh, I hate that. And I'll say this now: we, when we broke your streak, it was at Old Trafford, wasn't it? It was like it was at the 50 yeah. game, and we we broke it. Yeah. We never deserved to break that because we, how we didn't get at least two sending offs, one for on Reyes, I remember, and then the first goal I think was offside. I want to say, yeah. and we've got a pen, which yeah. I don't think was a pen in the no. end, but yeah, we take them, we take them, hold that. I'm really, really glad you came on today, Dash. Thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> just harsh reminders, mate, harsh reminders. Um, okay, so you mentioned on there, uh, of course, your book. So tell us all about, about well, what books, books plural here at this stage as yeah. well now. <laughs> So how did yeah. that come about? What, um, what what sparked that? And, and tell us all about it, really. Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to do one. And when I was younger, like, you could tell I'm a waffler. I've, I've been a waffler since day one. So my, my English teacher always said I'd be able to, to write one. It's just a case of discipline and if I could really go on and do it. And then during COVID, when we had so much time on our hands, like, it was, I had a job as well that was quite menial. It was a bit, like, number heavy. And I could just, like, plug in, plug out. And I needed something some kind of release for it and i was watching a um a podcast actually with the true geordie and david ike it was really random but he said i think he's a, he's a conspiracy theorist well-known conspiracy theorist and he said um to as soon as you look at isolated incidents they mean nothing you pull out and you see this web of things that come together to make the big picture and i thought well football's similar in that if i was to look at something football back in the 80s or 60s or whatever take it to now there have to be things that happened along the way to take us from there so the football spider web was born the first ever book that i did and that was an interesting one because it was my first ever one it was self-published on amazon which anyone can do which is the best thing about it you can just mm -hmm. put any old crap you want on amazon and if people <laughs> buy it they buy it um but no that was really cool i remember people buying it who had no affiliation with me who didn't know me and still supported it so that then led on to uh my second book which was published which before I, I realized with the first one it was very generic so I had to kind of if you're going to get anything published this is a bit of advice to anyone who's trying to get it published you have to for football in particular you need to specialize it and then target whoever your publishers are so pitch are a very well-known publisher who do the most random teams at times and um, 
aside from United, I'd probably say the team that I loved most as a kid or respected was the AC Milan team of around 2004-2006, where like, you know, Maldini, Nesta, Seydorf, Kaka, Shevchenko, Dida. Dida was one of my favourite goalkeepers again, I don't know why, but I just loved him. Um, and then I was looking into it and... Milan's a funny one because unless you're amazing, it's it's similar like outside of the UK, I think. Like we, like I, I just said, I love Forland for no reason. And, you know, fans, a lot of United fans have the same things. You guys as Arsenal fans might love Quincy, Owosu, Abey for all I know. But like, there's going to be some <laughs> random ones that, that you love. But in, in Milan or in Madrid or Barca, they don't really have that. It's either you're good or you're not. And mm. the team with Rijkaard, Hullet, Van Basten, called the immortals like they're well known for that then you had the original invincibles and uh, uh capello who won 58 games or didn't lose in, in a 58 game stretch it was before you guys and then you know you guys took on that and then the one after that that i grew up with no one really remembered and it's partly because the istanbul final partly because of Calciopoli and a few other things that went on so i gave them a name I called them the conquerors because they went through all that and still came out on top and then it just did numbers to me. It took off quite well because it did it. I really, we released it at the right time because Milan had made it to the Champions League semi-final this year, and they played Inter. And the last time that happened was the famous Ruby Costa Matarazzi moment where they're looking at the flares and the game got called off. And I talk about that in the book because it was quite a big moment. So yeah, the stars just kind of aligned for that, which was which was great. And most recently, nice. more information to come, but um, I've written a book with Boa Vista FC, which is a Portuguese team in the, in the Portuguese league. And um, yeah, it's about the uh, inauguration of the club in general, but like a fictionalized story around it, like, kind of a Jack and Rose Titanic meets football. That's, that's the only way I can explain it. But okay. that'll be um, coming to the UK uh, soon. But once it's out, then, yeah, go ahead and check that one out. But for now, days. two, but technically three, yeah. And can we, oh, The Conquerors, is that on Amazon and things to it buy is. as well? Yeah, yeah, it's on Amazon, WH Smith, Barnes & Noble for the US listeners. So, yeah, Amazon, definitely the easiest. But, yeah, all Wicked. of them. Happy days. That sounds amazing. <laughs> well, do you reckon we should write a book, FDP book? I I just I think all of the listeners are screaming no. <laughs> cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, okay, so Dev, you've, you've clearly been a bloody busy guy. So how do you get the time to do your normal recruitment job, um, start up Hobby FC? Uh, there was another thing that I'm sure was on your profile at some stage. It's gone. Was it Ultras? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that seemed to disappear. What was that all about? 
Yeah, so first bit of the question, I, I don't really have much of a life outside of football <laughs> and work. But I've, I've never, I don't know, I, t I take my enjoyment from different things. Everyone does. I don't need to go out all the time. I never I never have needed that. I'd much prefer to watch a non-league game at 7.45 on a random Tuesday than go out drinking. It's just it's just always been the way. I, it, that's since uni. So, um, so right now, I'm unemployed, so I've got loads of time to be getting on with whatever the hell I want to do, which is great, uh, while looking for a job. But even during work, it's Kind of i was always good at separating the two so at work you're there to work and that's it and then as soon as you get off you just start doing whatever you want to do so i think the i always like creating things so i liked i hated saying i wasn't doing anything outside of work or i wasn't like i didn't have much more to offer so i was always like trying to see the next thing to write about or trying to like build a bit more of a platform or even just something that I could take my name and say that's what I did so with books there's always a shelf life to them and I noticed like no matter what the book is about unless it's edition after edition people are going to forget it eventually it's not going to be Harry Potter like I'm aware my book has a, has a limited life sometimes but I then thought well the internet is ever evolving. I could start in a blog is quite simple once you've got it down to a bit more of a science. So I started my first one, which was Ultra United. And that was basically to tell the stories of players and teams and moments that people seem to forget, but ultras never do. Mm. So I put it out there and we used to get people to write. As I say we, it was me, but I used to get people to write for us and they take the ad revenue. We were very like open about it. and. I used to say to them, like, when they're like, oh, who should I write about? It's like, if you're an Arsenal fan, don't talk to me about Thierry Henry, Dennis Bergkamp, or Mark Overmars. Talk to me about Remy Gard when he was there, or, like, who else? Like, Pascal Seagan, where did he go off to? Or, like, just some of the random ones. Or, like, the cult heroes when you've got Abu Dhabi, how, could, how good could he have been? Or, like, those kind of pub chat things. Yeah. And they did all right. And then as I was doing it, I kept because you have to like link things back to your article and like research for it. And companies like Libero and uh, Kitmag and these football times were just doing it better than us. And I just mm. thought, well, how about we just not do that anymore? Because I was not getting the traction after a lot of work with it. And the idea was kind of spent. So okay. I then tried to look at a bit more of a, um, of a market that hadn't been tapped into yet. Um, and I'm big in the football shirt world, always have been, and big in the collectibles world. So I just thought, okay, is there a dedicated platform to, for football collectors? And the answer was no, not really. If you like shirts, you need to get your info from here. You go to classic football shirts or eBay or like wherever you go. And then you hope it's the right price. You resell it based on nothing and then hope for the best. <laughs> like there's not, there's not really much out mm. there. And um, I thought if we could consolidate that and put it in one place, that would be quite helpful for collectors. And then Hobby FC was was born out of that. So it's only really like two, three months since it was released. And the point of it is everyone can kind of find what they like or find their niche in a form of hobby that is associated with football. So for me, I like shirts, but cards and stickers were always my thing. I've got, I'm surrounded by like a few of them now because <laughs> I just love them as a kid. So um, we do things like, you know, what are the most expensive cards from this season, cards you want to look for, like best investment value, all that kind of stuff. And then um, nice. we do that across the different hobbies. So, you know, traveling's a hobby, leisure, activities, cards, stickers, 
figures, shirts, it just the list goes on and on. So the idea is to hopefully just keep building out the content and churning it through so that we get a platform that if you're a seasoned collector or a newbie, you can just come here, learn and grow and buy and sell. And we'll see where that goes, but it's it's an idea that's not been done yet. So I'm hoping I can take it where it needs to go. Wow. Amazing. So you're, <laughs> you are busy. What's your, where do you, prior, would you prioritize it? Are you, are you more into like the, the book side of things, being an author, or is it more into that, that hobby side? Um, it kind of depends. I think like with the books, you always kind of have a deadline. So mm. that naturally takes priority over, over everything else. And um, if I go to bed not finishing a chapter, I'll feel awful. But if I go to bed thinking I can do that article tomorrow, I won't really care because that, that can be done tomorrow. Um, so I think my heart is more into hobby because I genuinely think that that's something that could do really well. Like if we do it in the right way with the merchandising, with my own personal brand as well, tying into it, I think it's something that could really do well. Um, so yeah, really with, with time, it has to be the books because also people tend to criticize the books a lot more freely than they do to criticize an, an article. So I tend to yeah take more time out of that. But but generally I think like right now I'm not I've come up with two book ideas that I want to go forward and see if it's worth doing. But um until that gets signed off then it's hobby all the way. Yeah, I was gonna ask if you've got any ideas of going forward on next is that any is it although you didn't without say maybe saying too much we don't want to but is is there more sort of around the history of football clubs as well that's the sort of ideas that you yeah so there's there's three really and I'm, I'm looking to kind of flesh out but I'm, I'm looking to do one of them at least self-published just because I have a lot more control over it and I can publish yeah. it whenever I can reduce the price whenever and, and all that stuff and Amazon is brilliant for that because you, you just upload what you want to upload and then you check it and it's just up to you liability is up to you and everything but it still gets sent on Prime and all these things so I'll probably most likely do that but the two that I might look for a publisher's help on will one of them, I'm stuck either between, you guys can help me with this on which one you prefer to read, but um, <laughs> I would like to either do it about the Galacticos of Real Madrid, the original Galacticos and how it failed, because it technically it failed. And yeah. it's either that one or Rijkaard's Barcelona leading up to the Champions League where they beat you. <laughs> so, so it kind of depends on <clears throat> which one you want to read. Um, well, I know what one's going to hurt more reading. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> But no, there's there's those two that I'm that I'm kind of messing with, and then one for sure is a kind of legal football route. So I haven't got a name for it yet, but I'd like to go through the key cases and bits of legislation that changed football forever. So Bosman's the obvious, but then there are certain cases that I just didn't really know about. I think there was a case in Romania where they tried to trade a player for like six goats or something, something really weird, and they they ended up doing it, and then they said. Because one of the, I think one of the goats had died or he was diseased, something like that, and they tried to get the money, they tried to get the player back because they weren't, it wasn't fulfilled. So there's loads of like things like that. Hooliganism was obviously massive, and we had an act to stop us going into Europe. So there's a lot of lot of history with that, and um, a fictional one. Now that I've kind of dipped my toes into that, I've come up with an idea that's a little bit polarizing, and I need to really look into it before I can say what it is or if I can actually write about it. But yeah, there's three or four that i'm like toying with at the moment sounds great why don't you just do them all oh yeah why not <laughs> <Might as> well. <laughs> oh, i think to me the one, the one that sticks out is the galacticos because mm, yeah. you're right 
it would it, that the quality in that team, the amount of money they spend, and actually what 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 did they do, mm. and what and, and why didn't it work? I don't think they won the league. I think they won the league once, and mm. famously they didn't win the league after Ronaldo came. So they signed the best striker in the world, probably of all time in my opinion, and they didn't win yeah. the Champions League. And they signed Zidane. They signed what Beckham, Owen, okay. Figo. Figo was the the one that really like got up people's backs. But um, but then they often sold Makélélé and Piero and didn't reinvest into the defense. And I think yeah, there's weird stories from that. Like they went on a Japanese tour and they couldn't. They weren't allowed to play the game until they finished the adverts that they were supposed to do for the for the week leading up to it. So they didn't get their fitness for the season then they fell to 16th i think in la liga after six games sacked their manager he took them up to third sacked him and then they brought in carlos quiros who said to them you should buy cristiano ronaldo they didn't and then he went back to united and they signed him instead so it's just a comedy of (laughs) of errors with with that club so so that'll be a good one but i'm wondering if it's written about too much to to do it so that's my only thing so most likely it yeah. might be right cards just because I do like I do like Frank right card and that team was was a special one, special team. Yeah, they both they both were for for very different reasons. Yes, yeah. is that it, that era of football then that kind of sort of mid noughties, Is that your favourite era of football? Yeah, I would agree. I think it's the best. I think the. I didn't get to live through the, the late nineties, but if I was to look at the players and the quality. And even just the purity of it a bit, I think the late 90s to early 2000s was the best era. I think in Serie A at the time, if you look at this, I think it's the 97-98 season, it's probably the best array of talent we've ever seen, where you've got a Totti, a Batistuta, a Del Piero, a uh, Ronaldo was at the time, Vieri, Seydorf, all compacted into into an array. I think... Baggio was at Sampdoria, you had Hullet at Sampdoria, you had all these incredible players, but all just in one league. And then the Premier League came into its own and being a United fan, that was obviously a great period for, for us. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, just I think nostalgia does come into it. I, I'm not blind to that, but um, I think that is the best era of football because you could never really tell who was going to win the league. Like United, we won a lot. We never blitzed it, though. We never went and got 90-odd points, 100 points ever. I'd, I'd win, I'd, I think our highest was maybe 91. But then you had Arsenal. Then you had the Chelsea. Then you had like Liverpool breaking up the rear. And it was always a bit of a competition. Now it's just spend the most, employ the best, and you'll win. It's a bit, it's a bit sad. But yeah, for me, that was, that was the best. I'd agree, and I think as well, if you, you, you're looking at Serie A and La Liga as well, the, the amount of quality that was in yeah. both of those leagues, so even like with Valencia and some of the players they had there, like just absolute quality. Yeah, um, I'm, so, I'm yeah, glad you brought I, up I, Valencia. Yeah, Valencia was a sad one because I've got David Villa, Silva, um, Albeda, Cantizares, I remember Ayala was there. Like, And then now, the, even Villarreal, when Forlan went, was good. Atletico, when they had Forlan yeah. and Aguero, like... Yeah, it's, it's all changed a bit. And there's a lot of great clubs that have just kind of, they're not great anymore. And it, that makes me upset because it's usually through mismanagement that they're just not great. Like us, to be honest, like we're a top club, a great club, but we're not where we should be. And um, I think that was a period where just clubs were run really, not well, but they were run to the point where it was exciting. Like Palmer, I remember they had like, pretty yeah. sure they had like Zola and Aspria and like Veron, Crespo, like, what now 
I think they just got out of Serie B last season, and it's like that sh that shouldn't be happening to them. Similarly with Lazio, it shouldn't have happened. So, yeah, it's it's sad. And then then the Glazers came in and ruined us. So that period up until then was yeah was awesome. It's good to see yeah. where where you sit with the Glazers uh, ownership model uh, there. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made that crystal clear, completely board, unprompted. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I hate them so much. Honestly, <laughs> I want nothing but the worst for that family. I can't stand. <laughs> Um, I guess obviously you know you're talking about uh, obviously like the Glazers and stuff now. So and obviously Man United, you know they have fallen from grace a little bit, but you still you know you're being competitive in you know some of the competitions and you're giving it a good go. How do you think you've done over the summer? Um, some signings I'm really happy with. So the Onana signing is fantastic. Like. 47 million i think uh upfront fee at least we'll probably pay the extras because there'll be appearances knowing us we won't do stuff like oh if he wins champions league it'll be like if he gets 10 caps then yeah go on here's another 10 mil because we're, we're idiots but um i think onana's a transformative signing because you talk about you guys last season not you guys specifically but arsenal thought about ramsdale until you were blue in the face because how he distributes the ball but ramsdale is not doing what onana did in that chapter league like he in the in the final of the champions league he carried into to the very em last embers of the game and he he was absolutely awesome and he's probably deploying a bit more of a neuer style goalkeeping he like he comes out to the halfway line not the edge of the box yeah. there is mm. a difference like i know he got lobbed in pre-season and everyone had a laugh but ramsdale got lobbed in the europa league and he was on his he was on the d onana was nearly at the center yeah. so yeah he's gonna get lobbed so that's fine but um so there will be times when he will look and think we need a de gea to pull off a last minute save because no one in the world was better than him like we had the best goalkeeper in the world for about four to five years so the game's moved on and we need someone different and onana is going to be fantastic great in the air great with his feet good good shot stopper as well so we've got a very good keeper there um we signed also who is well hoyland is the next big one so the hoyland versus Harland debate is just gonna annoy everyone like, oh yeah. their names are similar well they're nowhere near alike like no, he's nearly exactly. two-footed this guy he doesn't really head the ball he just powers through he's a great dribbler for someone so big he's a great dribbler of the ball great hold up play he always slides in the wingers he doesn't care about getting goals all the time so making that trans like that um, comparison is never going to work but he's, he's a good kid and like we we wanted him he wanted us um ten hard got his man so you know that's the most important thing mason mount jury's out i'm not happy with the mason mount signing at all because you think if if you guys end up getting mohammed kudus as an example and he's yeah. 40 million euros and he's two years younger i think he's mm. taller he's quicker better at a long range shot he's got everything mount is very good player like obviously he's a great player but just really underwhelming and you've given 50 million to chelsea who have now gone and put double that into caicedo which oh, we should have got from yeah, a couple that... of seasons ago so it's um i think we've still got about two or three transfers away from being a really good window and that includes outgoings like getting rid of fred thank god i love the guy but like he had to go <laughs> he had to go um so we got rid of him we got rid of De Gea. we got rid of phil jones like we got that lump of lard off our books why he was there i don't know and then slap still Williams there Slaphead is still he'll, waiting he'll go he'll, <laughs> I, I don't buy i don't buy into this whole um fighting for your play stuff i'm like you're just on a really good salary and that's all you care about lad like mm. we don't like you there's a there's a point where you need to 
look at yourself and think, am I in the right position for me, my family, and putting everyone through this? We don't want you there. I know you've got a great wage. Get out. We Before it gets really toxic and you start seeing the hatred from Man United, like we've given Woodward, like we've gave the Glazers, you need to get out because it's, it's getting a bit toxic for Maguire. But um, McTominay might stay and that's okay because we still could get some good money for him. But we need an Amrabat. If, if, you, if it was up to me, you give me Gift Orban from Genk, you give me um, Sofan Amrabat and you probably give me Tadiba as a centre-back and then sell McTominay, sell Maguire, sell Brandon Williams and then I'll be happy. Yeah, fair nice. play. Sounds good. So, Glazers, Edward guys, if you're listening, Dev has told you what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> if not, he'll write about it in his next book, so watch it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, who do you think is going to win the, the league this season then? Is it going to be competitive? Yeah. This this will be the, probably the most competitive league we've had in about four or five years, in my opinion, just because there's, there's strength everywhere. So, you guys look strong. City or City. Liverpool need to see who they're going to sign because I think they just lost Lavia today as well. So yeah, it looks Lavia. 60 million. It looks like he's yeah. going to go to Chelsea as well. Which is stupid. Like I, I'm sorry, but for, for Lavia, Caicedo and Enzo, good players. They're not great. They're good. You don't pay 100 million plus or 60. The, the market's just gone stupid because now we look at Casemiro, who was like 60. People think that was stupid. He was the best in the world at his position. And yeah. we, they say yeah. we're stupid. It's like... That's okay. like bargain hunting by comparison now, isn't yeah. it? 60 mil for Casemiro. Exactly. Like, like, Hoyland shouldn't have been 70. I'm aware of that. But we're Man United and we don't know how to operate, so we'll pay 70. Like, that's <laughs> that's just how we are. That's why I'm happy, though. Onana was a good price. I'll give them that. And selling Fred for, like, 15, 20. That's, that's pretty good business. And Elanga. But, um, no, I think they look good. If Chelsea get a striker, another striker with Nico Jackson, that's dangerous, to be fair. Because then they mm. need a goalkeeper. I'm pretty sure they'll go for Mannion now from AC Milan. Mm. If they get him and another striker to pair with Jackson, then you've got Lavia, Caicedo and Enzo in the midfield. You've got Badi Achille. Fafana, unfortunately, is out. And that's that's a, such a sad blow. But like Badi Achille, Dizazi looked good. Um, Chilwell and James, you've got injuries, but you've got backups. And then... That's an insane Pochettino, insane. Tottenham are Tottenham, they're not they're not gonna be anywhere near. And then we Dev, all of a sudden you're a favourite on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I hate Tottenham, I don't know what it is. Like I'm, I'm they're just nothing I don't like They're just them. one of those clubs, aren't they? You just think, like if they if they were abolished tomorrow, would you sit there and go, I kinda miss Tottenham? You no. wouldn't, would you? You just I know. wouldn't. I, I, I'd miss Villa, I'd miss Everton, I'd miss Newcastle. I can't stand top. It's the, like, the badge is dead and, the, like, the kits are, they've had the same kit for, like, eight years. And it's like, they're just really, they're like a hospital, like, antiseptic kind of vibe. It's just, like, it's just not. Stadium's great, but other than that, it's horrible. Um, but, yeah, I like Tottenham, they're not going to make it. Newcastle, going to be in and around, so they'll be, they'll be quite fun. Um, but no, I'm I'm interested because we're one of them teams as well. Like if we just get a purple patch, we're dangerous because we were title challengers for about four or five weeks of last season, which isn't a long time. But considering people didn't think we'd finish eighth or ninth, like that's a great season. So Ten Hag is a brilliant manager, but I so desperate. I don't think we're good enough to challenge, but you guys are. So I desperately want Arsenal to win the league over City badly. Because I was rooting for you last season and you bowled it. You did bowl it. But oh, I really yeah. want you to, to yeah. go and win we it did, this year. We did bowl it, yeah. We, we tried <laughs> to... I think we had about three weeks and we was like, no, we haven't bottled it yet. There's still time. And then I think it was one week you sent, 
yeah, we bought it. Yep, yeah, it's done. And the whole yeah, episode was just such a downer. I remember it. Yeah. Like, oh, man. <laughs> We've done it. But no, I think you guys can win it because actually, like, I'm I'm devastated that Timber's injured because that shouldn't happen to a young player. But Arsenal, like, you're one of the old great clubs, I'd say. Behind Liverpool and United, it is Arsenal. It's just a fact. And mm. you deserve... For this team and for this like manager for as long as he works like you deserve a bit of success like as a, as just a pure footballing edge you do deserve it so yeah and city are boring like they've got 115 charges they pay out a lawyer every time to get through it you lot should have had champions league two years ago and then they should have got dropped out and then they said no because they used their lawyers again like i'm sick of city they're, they're a fake club they copied our badge they own like six seven different clubs they launder money across 10 different leagues and i just don't appreciate them so if you guys win it that's fine by me. That's absolutely fine. Not pulling I'll any punches here. Not pulling them. any punches. I'm no, I it. hate them, honestly. <laughs> this is what unemployed life does to you. You're just like, that's <laughs> it. I say what I want. It's all that pent up frustration like that. Yeah, I'm not. Fair play. So, my, so my, my last question is what about the bottom? Who are you predicting to go down? Uh, it's got to be Sheffield United, isn't it? Have they signed. They signed one player. I think they signed that guy yeah. from Coventry. I forgot his name. That's it. But he was, yeah, it, was it Coventry or was it Blackburn? It was like Gustavo something. Gustavo oh, that's right. Yeah, think, that's I right. Yeah, from, yeah. yeah, I think he's from Cov, but they're gone. I, I don't see the point. They shouldn't have even shown up. They should have got to the end of last season and like, oh, just give it to like Norwich or something. Because at least Norwich are a bit oh, of fun. Sheffield United oh, just bought no. Don't mention, like don't mention that N-word team to him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Will has got a serious like issues with Norwich. He absolutely hates them because they just go up and down, up Yeah, and they down. are annoying. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't like I, I don't like Sheffield United. I think they'll go. I have nothing against them. I just don't really like them. So I think they'll go down. Um, I worry for Wolves, weirdly. I don't think they'll go down, but I do worry that they're going to struggle a bit because they just look a bit aimless losing their manager is a bit weird but gary o'neill's good watch them today they'll probably put in a shift in against us today guaranteed because everyone does against united but like yeah they're a bit of a worry and then bournemouth maybe i don't see much of bournemouth because i think they'll lose solanke as well because he's linked with quite a few different clubs so if they lose him it's in, they're, they're in trouble and they've got that manager thing where if it works out great because they got that ex-athletic Bilbao one Iraola mm. but then if it doesn't work out they're going to be in a Leeds where they'll be looking for managers all throughout the season and get the wrong one go for Allardyce and he doesn't keep them up and all that yeah. kind of stuff so, <laughs> um, so yeah probably them three I'd, I'd probably say say that but um, one for either Burnley's come up they're not going down I'll be shocked if Burnley go down because they, they're in such a nice position um, and who's the other one that came up Luton 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 I want. I think they'll just like shit house their way to like a fourteenth, fifteenth, because they. I think okay. when you go to Luton, I think it'll be a problem. Like yeah. I don't see you going to Sheffield United and it being a problem, or going to Bournemouth or to Wolves and it being a problem. But Luton, they might have that Wimbledon little shit house about them, and I quite. I hope they stay up. It'll be quite nice if they did, because that's a nice little club. Yeah, the Premier League players, yeah. they're not going to be used to, you know, going into nah. a ground that's just like that. Like, how do you get well, in? Are we are you going through someone's garden yeah. and looking over and whatever? <laughs> All the fans are going to be like, what the hell is this? Obviously, the ground, I know they've spent loads of money on the new pitch, relaying that yeah. and stuff, but it's not going to be like the carpets you get at the Emirates, at Old Trafford, at Anfield and stuff. It's, nah, nah, nah. They're not going to be used to that. It's going to be those shithousery, like long grass yeah. tactics. Don't yeah. water it at all. And yeah. 
I quite like that though. That's a hot back to the old days. But like, it's it's one of them where you'll see a a city dominate the ball, but can they get it in the back of the net? I remember they went to Forest last season and drew one all. Like that's very like Luton are capable of that. But um, but you guys like you got Saliba and like people who are very technical. But you just you disrupt that game plan, and all of a sudden it's a it's a new game. And us, we struggle away at grounds like that. We've always struggled away at Everton for a close, small ground. Mm. At Fulham, we always struggled. Like so, especially when you play wide football, which we do. So it'll be interesting. I don't want them to go down. So my heart's probably saying keep them up ahead of like Wolves or something. But like yeah, that's <laughs> I don't know. They probably will go down, but I hope not. I hope not. I, I can see Wolves going down as well, especially with the loss of Lopetegui because of. Because yeah. of not spending money, not bringing anyone in, getting rid of Neves and and Jimenez. And Jimenez, yeah. Strange, yeah. Too so full of Jimenez in the league as well. That just doesn't make any sense. But like, I don't know. Was it they lost the Dharma, didn't they? Didn't Triori go? Yeah, Triori's well? gone to Fulham on a free. Yeah. I thought we were done with him, Mr. Baby. Or like, he scares me because whenever he comes on, you just think, all right, you got Luke Shaw now. What's he gonna do? I love Luke Shaw, but what if he's, he's overweight. He broke his leg like three years ago. Like he's slow. He's not the fastest left back. I'm aware of that. And then Wambas, then Dallo is useless. So uh, mark this. Whenever we play Fulham, what in two? I think we're playing him in like four or five weeks. If it's away at Fulham and Adama comes on, he scores. It's just he's bound to score now, or just cause havoc. He will. He'll probably injure Martinez. I say he, like he always. He'll probably cause havoc, but he's got no end product whatsoever. Yeah. That's his problem, isn't it? He just literally runs, yeah. and then you can see him. He's like, "Oh, he's run into the stands. Oh, he's lost the ball. Never mind. He can't stop. Yeah. He's going so quick." But we've got Onana now, so he's probably at the halfway line by the time he. Gets <laughs> 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 yeah, just kicking a general direction of the goal, and Onana's definitely not going to be there. He's got to head up for him. a corner. <laughs> the fans are going to hate him. I don't think we people realise what we've got in him because it's going to be infuriating to watch him sometimes. But it's the modern game, so we'll we'll see. But um, but yeah, that's great. Really good, yeah, very good. I'm I'm happy we got it. Um, I think that's kind of uh, it, I guess, from from me. Just apart from a massive thank you for coming on, mate. Yeah, no, yeah, thank you. Pleasure. Great we'll stuff. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it, guys. No, wicked. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please give us five star on your podcast provider, whatever one that may be, and help us hashtag drop the pod. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.